What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to the 80th episode, hey, of having a moment with Moni radio show here on the Hot Radio Network, streaming all the way from Benin, Nigeria. Man, ho, ho, God is great and greatly to be praised. We are 80 episodes and that is huge. I'm going to applaud myself. Yes, sir. Listen, 80 episodes ago, I did not know whether I was going to live or die. I did not know what day it was or how I was going to make it through what I was going through 80 episodes ago. But here I stand 80 episodes later, better than I was before I started. Man, I love the Lord. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. That's what the words say. Listen, y'all, I'm fired up already because I sat and thought back to the very first episode and where I was in the midst of the process of starting this radio show and podcast. I was not in the greatest frame of mind. I was still yet holding on to my faith, though. I did not know whether I wanted to live or die because life was truly life in. I was getting stabbed in the back. I was getting beat up. I was getting gossiped about and some more stuff. I was struggling with my boys and struggling, trying to find housing, struggling, trying to stabilize us. All of those kinds of things, just struggling emotionally drained mentally spent spiritually lost oh my oh god here we go already and listen (sighs) but here i stand i am still standing yeah and so i have a reason to be glad i have a reason to celebrate i have a reason to give god praise because i am not where i was when i started 80 episodes ago come on somebody listen when you can look back over your life uh uh-huh and see where god has brought you from and and you can clearly see his hand orchestrating and navigating you through the thrones of life you truly got a reason to give god praise you got a reason to be grateful and be glad and to be happy and to be jovial you got a reason even if for no other reason than the fact that you made the wake up list this morning come on the mere fact that you're breathing and you can you have the activities of your limbs and you can see you got a little bit of coin in the bank you got some food in the refrigerator if you've been blessed enough you have a nice place to lay your head you're not outside you got a car to drive that got some gas in it even though gas is almost four dollars a gallon hallelujah you have a reason to be grateful. Even if you did not have all of those things, the mere fact that God provides it daily for you, just like he provided manna. Oh God, listen, some things y'all, we don't get all at once. He gives it to us little by little, but God has got, as the internet says, a win is a win. I don't care what you say. A win is a win. And so I am celebrating 80 episodes. A win is a win. I am not supposed to be sitting here talking to y'all. You are supposed to read about me in the paper. You know, you're supposed to be reading my obituary right now. Come on, somebody. I know y'all can relate. Come on and praise him with me. I feel it. Yeah, I'm supposed to be in the obituary section already. You're supposed to be looking at my gravestone or something or or looking at my funeral program and, 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 and sending my son's bereavement cards and all that kind of stuff. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But God, whew, God, I thank you. Listen, y'all, 
Ah, I've been through the fire, hey, and I've been through the flood, and I'm still standing. I am not singed by the smoke that the enemy has tried to roast me with. I am not overcome and, 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 and smelling like uh, mildew and stuff from the flood that tried to drown me and literally snuff my life out. I am still standing dry and smoke-free. Woo! Listen, y'all. I, I, yeah, I'm starting already, and it's okay. I know where I've come from. That's what these tears are. I know where I've come from. Y- you all only have read or heard a snippet of my testimony. You have no idea where I've come from. Let me give y'all a little hint. Listen, I grew up in a time where where, where cocaine and crack had had just been implemented or you know introduced into society back then. My mom was a drug addict, okay, and and I was the mother of the house. I and my sister wasn't born yet. It was just me and my brother. My brother was autistic. They called him retarded, and they would make fun of him stemming and rocking and shaking his hands. My mother, you know, they looked at her differently because she had a child that was different and. I guess the way she coped with that and whatever else trauma she had gone through because I I was not privy to all of that. She was trying to cope and live and deal and handle just like I have been trying to cope and deal and handle with Jeremiah and stuff like that and being divorced and, and, and overcoming domestic violence and being homeless and being in the shelter for a little bit and all those kinds of things. She had to cope with it. She had a good government job. My mother was a CO. For those of you who don't know what that means, that's a correctional officer. She used to work for the Department of Corrections in Washington, D.C. She used to work at D.C. jail. She coped with whatever was going on in her life by using drugs, y'all. And and it wasn't pretty. My childhood was not pretty. I was an adult before I was made to be an adult. The kids were outside hopscotching and double dutching and all of that. And I got to do some of that. Yeah, but for the most part, I was cooking, cleaning, going grocery shopping, managing a household as a teenager. Early teens. I didn't even know what a menstrual cycle was. I thought I was dying when I first got it. (laughs) <laughs> i've been through some stuff y'all i my mom when she would have her little binges and she you know would be in her moods and stuff she would just go flick off for no reason i never knew from one minute to the next which patricia and little i was gonna get i loved my mother dearly don't get me wrong and i prayed for her to be healed and delivered yeah even then god was using me then I just did not know which person I was going to get from one moment to the next. When she was happy, she was all the way up. When she was down, she was all the way down. She had highs and lows. And there were days when I had to do things like I would have to stay in my room when she wanted to have her binges. I would have to stay in my room. So she gave me my own phone and she gave me the the, the master bedroom because she liked to be out in the living room so she could be near the door and all that. So she could do her do. OK. And I had to stay in the room. My brother and I had to stay in our rooms. We would eat and stuff like that. And then once it was time for her to get busy, we had to stay in the room. I could not even come out of my room, y'all, to go to the bathroom. How did I go to the bathroom? Well, I'm glad you asked. I had a pot. I had one of those um um hospital bedpan things, you know, little buckets that they give you when you have a baby. You know those pr- those pink buckets they they would put the blankets and all that kind of stuff in. That's what I had. And I had two windows in my room. So I literally had to pee and poop in this bucket and toss it out the window. And we were all the way up on the third floor, so it, it wasn't hitting anybody because the back of our windows was to the alley and all that kind of stuff so it was hitting the grass out there you know with the cats and the stray dogs and all that I literally had 
a pot to piss in and two windows to throw it out of. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't understand why I praise him like I do, why I worship God the way I do, why I serve him like I do. I know where I've come from. Imagine you can't even go to the bathroom. You had to pee in a bucket or poop in a bucket or do whatever in this bucket, especially when you have a menstrual cycle. Come on. Yeah, I'm being graphic because I want you to know where I've come from, what the enemy meant for bad. God turned it around for my good. I had to pee in a bucket and throw it out of a window. I couldn't come out of my room until my mother said I could come out of my room. I heard all kinds of things, y'all, and I don't need to go into detail with that. You already know. We were in a two bedroom apartment, which is what my mother could afford on Merlin Avenue Uh, at the bottom of the hill on Merlin Avenue off of 21st Street in Vietnam. They call it 21st in Vietnam. Y'all know what it is. That's what that's my old stomping grounds. We used to live at 2114 Merlin Avenue. We used to live at 2005 Merlin Avenue before that. We grew up on 21st Street. My mother, my grandmother lived at 1111 21st Street on the second floor. My father lived at the corner down at the building down there. And I can't think of the address right now. 21st Street. That's where we used to live. I grew up in a time where we had something called we had we had a nice little um, basement store across the street from my grandmother called James Basement. And that's that he was the neighborhood candy guy that had everything we wanted and or needed. We didn't need an ice cream truck. We had James basement and around the corner we had Eddie Leonard's carry out. So we were good. We had the Safeway down the street right there by Hager Jamal and all of that kind of stuff. And before Hager Jamal could even get started, when I was a wee tyke, I grew up at 840 18th Street Northeast and Safeway was right behind us. I could walk out the back door down the steps and walk right into Safeway before they built Hager Jamal. I've been through some stuff, y'all. I got a reason to celebrate. I got a reason to be glad. I've seen some things and experienced some things no child should have to see or experience at all. My mother did what what she could with the knowledge that she had. How could she do better when she didn't know better? But here's the thing. This is why I told you guys to be mindful of the decisions that you make because they have lasting effects. I'm used to shutting my door in my bedroom and putting a chair behind it because I never knew who was going to run up. I didn't know my mother owed anybody because she was on drugs. She was a functioning addict. She wasn't walking around scratching and begging for money or none of that. My mother worked and she worked hard to the point where she ended up having to retire early because of health issues. She was a CEO. Everybody knew her. She was the life of the party and everything else. Everybody knew who, who officer little was. All the inmates knew who she was. The people in the neighborhood knew who she was or who my family was. We were popular. Or should I say they were, cause I was a kid, you know, but I'm saying we were popular back then. Our family was, was, was the family back then. And that, and that time. Because we were loving. We were, a, you know, a small knit community or whatever. We helped one another out. Even though we were going through things, people knew it. It wasn't so much of a hush thing, but we, but we did it. We did it and we made it through by the grace of God. We didn't know what to do in certain things or how to handle anything back then. They, we didn't have Google and cell phones and all that kind of stuff. We had to make do with what we learned. 
We were greatly affected by our parents out here drinking and drugging and, 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 you know, having sex with random people and all that kind of stuff. All of those things in the bloodline. This is why God wants to save us so that we can break these generational curses. It's all in my bloodline. I've, I've, I have drug dealers in my bloodline, drug users. I have promiscuity in my bloodline. I have transgender family members in my bloodline. I have LGBTQIA and all that in my bloodline. I have smoking and drinking in my blood. I got all of it. Heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, aneurysm, stroke, heart attack, diabetes. I got it. Listen, some of us, and I'm saying us, we got the full package, so it, it's not hard. It's not hard. It, it doesn't. It won't take much for the enemy to sift us as weak because we already have these breaches in the bloodline that was not of God. And somehow, in some way, God decided to keep Monique Dool. <laughs> okay, I am still standing. That's just childhood. We do. That's just a, a brief testimony of childhood. We're not even gonna go. Listen, I don't have time to tell y'all all that. Okay, I've watched my family do some ridiculous things that they did not have to do and go through some crazy stuff that they did not have to go through. All because they wouldn't be obedient to God. My mother was, listen, my mother was a prophetess and she did not, she ran from it. My mother was an intercessor. She ran from it. That's not what she was trying to do. My mother had to, when my, my mother was a seer, she could see things before they happened. Her and my father. So that's, where, so quite naturally, because it's in the bloodline, guess who now carries the mantle? Ding dong. Do I want to see stuff? No. I tried to run too, y'all, but listen, God wins. He always wins. I had enough sense not to take myself in those directions because I saw it before me already. And that's the thing. When you see the destruction that happened before you, why would you then go and try to do the same thing thinking that the consequences are going to be different for you. That's insanity. Why would you even te- try your hand that, you know, tempt the waters or poke the bed thinking that, okay, you know, that was them. That's back then. They were stupid. I'm going to be smarter than them. Am I saying, are you serious? Never, never. You cannot outsmart the slickster. I said this in my, um, in on Sunday, I was um, invited to preach for Thunder Ministries on Sunday and I preached from the subject. What in the devil do you want? (laughs) What do you want? What do you want? And so uh, I am going to play some of this uh, because I believe that it's going to bless your life. I believe it's going to bless your life if I could get it to load, y'all. If I don't, that's all right. You know, y'all find it on YouTube or whatever because I am going to post it to YouTube. Okay, y'all. All right, y'all. I had to get my computer to load. We 
we think that we can outsmart the chief of sinners. <laughs> what kind of logic is that? There's no logic there. We can't and we won't. So we can stop trying. <laughs> we can literally stop trying. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to play this for you guys, and I pray that it blesses you. Let the word of the Lord bless your life richly, and I'm going to stop it at the point I need to stop it at. So here we go. What in the devil do you want? ...due to sin and is now completely opposed to God, doing everything in his power to thwart us as God's people. Satan is God's opponent, not his opposite. To believe that is to believe that Satan has equal power to Christ, and we know he doesn't. Satan is no match for God. He is not an equal force with Christ. For far too long, we believe this lie. Our perception of who Satan is has been totally misconstrued until now. Jesus Christ is mightier than any evil Satan can possibly come up with. Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Satan is not God's equal. Isaiah 46 verses 9 and 10 says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all of my pleasure. Luke chapter 10 verses 17 and 19. I'm giving y'all scriptures because I'm going somewhere. Just hold on. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But what in the devil do you want? Satan only speaks one language, the language of lies. He is a liar by nature and a great deceiver. He only has three assignments. John 10, 10 says so. The thief comes means he travels toward or into a place as of near or familiar only to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord said, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. If you read this verse, the way it's worded, and I put some notes right here, y'all. I'm going to try to break this down a little bit. The way that it's worded, it says the thief comes only, comes and only comes after come because that means that's his sole job. He ain't got nothing else to do. If he did more than what he was supposed to do, that word only wouldn't be there. That means that's his entire assignment. If you notice the next verse, it says, the Lord says, I am come that they may have life. He didn't say only have life, did he? He didn't. He said, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That means God does that in a variety of ways. However, Satan only has three jobs. <laughs> Amen, somebody. <laughs> Satan is the personification of sin. There is nothing in him but death, destruction, deviation, and distraction. It follows him wherever he goes. So what in the devil do you want? First John three and eight says the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. 
The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So what in the devil do you want? <laughs> no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Have you been born of God? Mm -hmm. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness, the word says, is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So what in the devil do you want? <laughs> the, Lord is the, the Lord is the epitome of love and righteousness. In him, there's discipline, there's decency, there's decisiveness and defense. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. We, as people of God, can absolutely overcome Satan's power because it's limited. How do we do that? I'm glad you asked me. Ephesians 6 and 11 says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. That means to decline him, <laughs> resist, and he will flee from you. What in the devil do you want? First, <laughs> first Peter five, first Peter five verses eight, nine says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. There it is again. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout this world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You're not the only one suffering out here. You're, you're, you're not the only one going through stuff. But what in the devil do you want? Why do you think this is what the Lord said? This is what the Lord is saying to us. Why do you why do you think that you can outsleep the slickster? Why? Why do you think you can outslick the slickster? Do you know that every time you accept the devil's handouts, you are spiritually telling God that he isn't good enough for you? Oh, God, help us today. Woo! You are saying to God that the devil could do you better than Jesus. And we sing the song all the time. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. But what in the devil do you want? <laughs> you agree. You The moment you sin... The moment we decide to sin, I'm going to say we because I'm in this too. We agree in that moment that Satan's ways are better than God's, period. Every time we give into temptation, we forfeit our faith. We forfeit our faith in the area that we were once believing God for. How do we do that? We do the devil's bidding in exchange for what we want from God because we aren't willing to wait on God to do that. Can I give y'all some examples? <laughs> Okay, let, uh, I'm, let me go this way. Uh, we, we don't, we don't want to wait for God to give us a husband or a wife, so we go to the sex store and buy toys to please us because we ain't got one. We just, we just, we just, we just forfeited our place. Do y'all see where I'm going? We, we do these things. We, we, we do subpar service in church. We don't want to do what Apostle Angela said because it don't take all that. God ain't told me to do all that. What do you, you, you say for if you're not going to follow God? 
What did you give your life to Christ for if you're not going to follow the statutes and the laws of God? He put Apostle Angela in place to bring, to help you mature in the things of God. But you want to nitpick God and pick out the parts that you want and, and, and don't do the rest. You can't be halfway, you can't be halfway obedient to the woman of God. Either you're obedient to her under the tutelage of Christ or you're not. So what in the devil do you want? I just read to you that he has literally has nothing to offer you. He literally has nothing to offer you of any good thing. He's incapable of it. He loves to lie and sneak and connive. And he and the word says that he done fooled the very elect. That's us. That's us. We, when we decide to go his way because we don't want to wait for God to give us something, we done exalted ourselves against the knowledge of God and we done made ourselves an idol. We are in total carnality. We just pretty much, we pretty much gave our back to God to kiss. And I'm just going to say that like that. Amen. Because we don't want to wait on God. We got a wait problem. W-A-I-T. We got a wait problem. We don't, we want everything we want it now. But what, but what do you want? What, what in the devil do you want? He, he ain't got, listen, y'all. Everything that glitter ain't gold. That's what Apostle Angela just said. God gives us signs all the time that we ain't, we not in right standing with him. We just ignore him because we want what we want. How do you expect, a, how do you expect an opponent to give you something from the victor side? Think about that for a minute. It's not possible. Satan cannot give you anything good or perfect because he's not anymore. He's lost the power to do that and never will be. So why are we falling for his vices? Why are we still falling for his vices? The sinners, the sinners are supposed to do that. That's their job. They don't know God. We say we know God and we got the word we feel with the Holy Ghost. Then how come we still falling? To stupid stuff. We fall into stupid stuff. Oh, uh, we don't. We don't want to wait for God. We don't want. For, we don't want to wait for God to give us the ministry. So we just gonna go start it and hopes that God just push us along. And we not even prepared. We ain't been healed from nothing. We ain't been delivered from nothing. But we want to preach. We just as carnal as we can be, but we want to preach. What can you tell somebody about God when you ain't spend no time with him? You ain't had no prayer life. You don't do nothing he tell you to do. Every time he tell you to do something, you try to find an excuse as to do it. And let me help y'all out. An excuse is a lie that we use to get out of something. An excuse is a lie to get out of something. We, we use them because we don't want to do something instead of just saying, no, I don't want to do that. Can we be real with God today? Can we be real with where we are? What in the devil do you want? He, 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 all he's going to do <laughs> is use you until he's through with you. And then he's going to cast you to hell with him. That's it. I'm on my way to heaven and enjoying the trip. No, you ain't. We just as carnal as we can be. We want God. We want, we want God on one hand and then we want to play with the devil on the other hand. We can't do that. We have to choose ye this day who we going to serve. Period. Do you know we can't even entertain the devil in the least iota? We can't. 
We can't entertain him at all. That's not how he operates. He is an all or nothing. He is an all or nothing entity, just like God is an all consuming fire. God is an all consuming fire. He don't consume part of you. He consumes the totality of who you are. But yet we go after the devil because we don't want to wait. We we want to, you know, we, we want to go get the house and stuff. We go get loans knowing that we're not going to pay them back dishonest. We have no intentions on paying the bank back. We don't have no intentions on paying nobody else back. We ask to borrow money. We just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And think God is in it. He's not in that. We don't have no integrity. Somebody come and tell you something in confidence and you can't wait to go tell somebody else. We're, what? But you're a preacher and you're, and you're an apostle and you want to be trusted. No, ma'am. No, sir. What in the devil do you want? You either want the totality of who God is or you don't. And it's a choice. There's no in between. God just, I just read to you. God said there's no other gods but me. I'm the one who has all power. So what you going over there for? What you going over there for? You know when that man takes you at 1 a.m. what he want? Come on here. Huh? You know that you weren't supposed to take them PPP loans. You ain't had no, you ain't had no employees or no business. But you think that you're supposed to result to the world's resources to produce what God told you. No, ma'am, you do not. I'm a witness. Whatever God says, he's already gave it to you in the package. It's in there. The provisions is in there. You don't have to turn yourself out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My God, you don't have to turn yourself out for the devil to get anything from God. And guess what? Let me help you here. You're not, you're not uh, making God jealous because you decide to go over there and play with the devil. Like, look at me, God, I'm over here. He giving me what I want and you won't. Guess what God is doing? To, guess what God is doing? Looking at you like you're crazy. You're not turning God's tweeters because you decide to, to, to go to the devil. He, he loves you, but guess what? He ain't obsessing over it because you got a choice. You have a choice. You think God said it go, please come back to me. Listen, he gives you a warning. And after that, he gone on about his business. <laughs> and then what, what do we do? We sit there and let the devil tell us, after all, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. The Lord will forgive me, right? God is the God of grace and mercy. He understands my weakness because surely he has borne my griefs and carried my sorrows. Yes, but the devil is a liar. We are not supposed to take advantage of his grace and mercy. So my question to y'all today is this. What in the devil do you want? <laughs> Discord gives Satan an advantage over us. He comes in the areas of anger, unforgiveness, resentment, and disobedience. And he wants to sift us as we. He wants to sift us as we. His whole agenda. Yes, his whole agenda his whole agenda is to separate us from God through rebellion and disobedience. And you know what the Bible says about that. First Samuel 15 to 23 says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Rebellion means violent or open resistance. So you've, violently disobeying God. You not just, you think that you're disobeying God is just a little lie? No, honey, you're violently disobeying God. You are violently, okay, I don't know if I could do that, but when you disobey God, you are violently disobeying God. You're not, cre you're not committing a small sin. You are violently disobeying God. 
Witchcraft means this, and I looked it up. Witchcraft means that we have summoned the devil to control and manipulate people, places, or things just because we refuse to do it God's way. Ouch. We want it all that we want it now. We think that just because we name it and claim it, confess it and profess it, it's just going to appear like God is some genie in the bottle. No, your, your attitude and your integrity don't even want you to have it. Some stuff we, we ask God for, we're clearly not ready for. But then we get upset because God don't give it to us. And then we get upset because God don't change us quick enough to give it to us. And then we go and consult the devil for it. Think about it like this, y'all. Here's food for thought and I'm going. <laughs> what if, go with me in your minds, y'all. What if the one sin we commit causes us to be cast out of God's presence forever like the enemy was? Because we know better. What if God doesn't receive our worship no more, our praise? He don't want a relationship with us no more. What if God gets so unhappy with us that he's through with us? Because we know better. The sinners are expected to do that. They don't know who God is. It's foolishness to them. But we who have went up to the altar and cried and snotted and fell out and shouted and rolled in the floor, we know better. And we're responsible for it. Understand that Satan is God's chief enemy and ours. The love the things that God loves, hates the thing that God hates. But no, we trying to, but we, but we straddling the fence. We don't want to do that. We kind of sort of want to love what God loves it until we have to show and prove that, you know, we supposed to love God and all that. And the majority is doing wrong. So we want to stay with the in crowd and we don't want to be rejected. So we do stupid stuff. Why are you out there celebrating Pride Month when you ain't? Why are you out there? That has nothing to do with you. I don't care if you have family members that are. Listen, I have transgender family members and some more stuff. I ain't I ain't got a Nay Pride t-shirt. We have to draw the line, saints, where the word of God meets us. We got to. We have to draw the line because our souls are at stake. We'll have no business frolicking with the world in no shape, form, or fashion. No way. We cannot afford to be carnal. God has, listen, God's blood costs too much for us to be carnal. We have the person of the Holy Spirit. Self-control is one of the fruit of the spirits. You can overcome whatever it is that you're dealing with. But you got to want to. The spirit is willing, the Bible says, but the flesh is weak. The flesh ain't never going to want you to do right. So if you wait for your flesh, huh? and if you waiting for it to agree with you to do right, you might as well go on and bury yourself now and get it over with. Because it ain't happening. You ain't going to tell me that the spirit is telling you, listen, baby, you ain't got to do that. You don't have to give yourself up to this man that, that you ain't got to go live with him. I, I will provide a place for you. You ain't got to take that abuse. I didn't tell you to take that job in the first place. I got a, I got a ministry for you if you be obedient. Don't tell me God is not talking to us because he is. But we still think that somehow we know better than him. Why for the life of me, I don't understand it. We would never know better than God. 
And we will never outsmart the enemy without the, without God, because God gives us the strategies to overcome his wiles. He gives us, the Bible says it like this. He teaches our hands to war. Why do you want to learn how to defeat somebody that you playing with? <laughs> oh God, what in the devil do you want? <laughs> He, he, okay, I got to calm myself down, y'all, because I'm all riled up with, I'm telling you. He ain't going, he's not going to do nothing but leave you broke, busted, and disgusted, heartbroken, lost, and turned out. That's it. He, he, he's only after his own agenda. Satan is only after his own agenda, not yours. He make it look like he's in cooperation with you, but he's not. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. And here's the thing about what she just said. You have to keep doing it because it don't satisfy you no more. The more you do it, the more you have to keep doing it because your flesh is never satisfied. The more sex you have, the more the more sex you want to have. Now you're doing BDSM and all this stuff because average sex don't please you no more. Come on, somebody. You started drinking wine and now wine ain't enough for you. Wine ain't enough for you. So now you got to drink 151 and, and, and Patron and all that because it ain't strong enough no more. It's not pleasing your flesh. The more lies you tell, you got to tell more lies to cover up those lies you just told. The more money you spend, the more money you want to spend because you, yes, yes. And you spend more money trying to make yourself feel better about yourself. The more money you're going to have to spend because your flesh ain't pleased. You have an outfit. You look nice in it. Now you, that outfit ain't good enough no more because it's a new season and those patterns are out. That ain't the end thing. So now you got to go buy something else. You see where I'm going here? You're going to keep turning and turning and tossing and being tossed about through everyone. You're going to keep going and going until you burn yourself out. What in the devil do you want? It'll never end until you die. It'll never end, y'all, until you die. Whether it's spiritual death, which is horrible, or physical death. Satan leaves carnage everywhere. He don't care where it comes from. He leaves it everywhere. He don't care. Long as he get what he wants from you. Haven't you been used enough by him? Run to God. Run to God. Run to him. Run to his throne. Run to his altar and stay there. In the secret place. Stay there. Psh. 
All of our help comes from the Lord. It don't come from Satan. Don't, the word don't. The word says our help comes from God. That's what the word say. I don't see nowhere where it says our help comes from Satan. I don't see nowhere the word where it says Satan heals, delivers, set free, uh, any of that. I don't see none of that. I don't see nowhere where the devil went to the cross for nobody. He'll pin you to one, but he ain't going to one for you. There's no salvation in him. There is no salvation in him and there's definitely no truth in him. We listen, y'all. I'm going because I got to get to Baltimore. We ain't got to be stupid for him. We why? We got the word and we got the Holy Spirit. And we need to repent because we done done some stuff. <laughs> and we still. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. We still out here conniving, lying. We not telling the whole story so, so that we can get the help that we need. We don't have to do that. We do not have to prostitute ourselves for anybody for any reason. We are king's kids. Have, have you ever seen a king's kid in the street? Have you ever seen a king's, a king's kid starving, naked, or any of that? No. Apostle Angela, I was young and once, and now I'm old, older, and I've never been forsaken. Never, never, nor have I been begging bread. Never. Hallelujah. Never. Woo. Even when I was doing the wrong things, never. Hmm. My God, y'all need to know that, that he's a real enemy. He ain't nothing to be played with. He's a real enemy. He is your enemy. There is nothing you, why, since when do you make friends with the enemy? They got a word for that. Why are you colluding with the enemy? Why? We have been given the power to trample over him and to defeat him, but we, we want to get along with him. Why? We have no need of him whatsoever. However, though, let me flip you a little bit. However, the things that he does causes us to draw nigh to God. Oh, God. Because when he comes and he try to come like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard and we go into his throne and hide in his secret place. Woo! Judas got a purpose, y'all. <laughs> they got a purpose. But you got to know your purpose to overcome him, though. Do you know who you really are in Christ, though? Do you know who you really are and what you got? And the power that you have, do you really know who you are? If you don't read the word, it's in there. It's in there. We win. Did you read the end of the book? We win.
win. God has given us the victory over, oh my God. God always wins. Whether you cooperate with him or not, God always wins. Jesus, my God today, listen. Woo. God wants us to be empowered because in this season, as you can see, the world has lost his ever-loving mind. And part of it is because it has to happen and part of it is because we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. Amen. Let's just go there. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. We got to take accountability and responsibility. Apostle, our late apostle used to say it like this. We're the thermostats, not the thermometers. We set the atmosphere, not them. Stop letting the enemy tire you out with his lies. Stop letting him tire you out and exhaust you with his foolishness. You know, the so soon as he comes, you're supposed to nip him in the bud. Don't sit there and wait for him to try to devour you. You see him when he coming because God is giving you eyes to see. God is, God, the word says he ain't, he don't have us ignorant. So if God doesn't have us ignorant, then why are we acting like we ignorant? You can't blame God when the consequences come because it's still, because it's on you. It's on you. God is saying to us today, get yourself together. Because I'm coming, ready or not. What, did, what does the devil have that I, the Lord, cannot give you? This is what he's saying. He's screaming in my ear. What do you want? Okay, Lord, I didn't mean to scream like that. I don't. <laughs> what do you want? Do you not understand that my response is a response of righteousness and that my answers line up with my will for your life, not your own? When you decided to say yes to me, you gave up your right to control and orchestrate. You don't get to nitpick me like I'm a buffet or something. I am the almighty God. I faileth not, I changeth not. Choose ye this day who you gonna serve. Either I'm your Lord or he is. It's as simple as that. Because I've already defeated him through my death and resurrection. His power is broken and his fate is sealed. But what are you doing to be vigilant so that you don't give him an advantage to lead you astray? What are you doing? Don't you know that I see you? <laughs> I see you at nighttime. I know your search history. Uh-huh. I know who you've been talking to and texting and where you've been driving and what you haven't been doing that I told you to do. I love you enough to come and rescue you, but it's a choice. But if you don't want it, then what in the if you don't want me, what in the devil do you want? Hmm. 
The Lord loves us so much that he will not leave us in the state that we're in if we do it his way. The way we worshiped before the word came, that is where he wants us to be, y'all. He wants to he wants us to 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 experience the sweetness of him. The essence of who he is and experience his power in us. He wants to heal. He wants to do what he wants to do regarding our family and our bloodline and all of those things. But we got to do it his way. If he says go to the stop sign and make a left, you don't go to the stop sign and make a right because you don't want to go the long way. There's a reason God is telling you what he's telling you to do today, family. If he tells you no to the relationship, it's no and it's a reason. Stop trying to find out why it, he said no. If he says no to the job, he sees well past your 60 days or 90 days or whatever you're thinking about. It's not about the money. God makes up the difference. He knows what you need to pay your bills. It's a no. If he says sit your butt down for now and, and don't do the ministry and all that kind of stuff, that's not, that's not a defeat. That's great because he's incubating you for a reason. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I'd rather have Jesus. Y'all, we've been through the fire and we've been through the flood and we're still here. worthy to sit here we're not worthy to sit here in his presence we're not worthy of him god we're not worthy of you but we thank you we repent father we repent for our disobedience we repent we're sorry we're sorry and we're not just saying it with words, God. We are sorry. We didn't do what you told us to do the first time or the second time or the third or the fourth either. <coughs> we didn't cut ties when you told us to cut ties. We didn't do the ministry you told us to do. We didn't fast when you told us to fast. We didn't pray and intercede when you told us to. We still harbored anger and unforgiveness and stupid stuff. We're missing you, God. Forgive us because we may not get these moments back. We may not get them back. We may not get another opportunity to say yes, Lord. But in this moment, God, we say yes, Lord, and we mean it. Forgive us for taking our bodies and casting them to swine, God. Oh. Woo. Father, forgive us for not presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, which was our reasonable service. 
Forgive us, oh God, for not defending the faith in the face of the enemy because we wanted to be more popular. We wanted to be more accepted. Forgive us, God, for turning our back and becoming Judas in a moment, in a fleshly moment of gratification. We have betrayed you, God, time and time and time and time again. And then we come run to your altar, Lord, and expect you to rescue us like we owed us up. We're not. We're not owed anything. You don't owe us nothing. You are God all by yourself. Woo! Oh, Holy Ghost, we need you, God. Hey, God, thank you that you've given us hinds feet, oh God. You've given us the power to trample over serpents and scorpions, oh God. Give us wisdom and decision-making, God. Ah, share that about soul. Oh God, give us wisdom. It don't matter what it look like. It don't matter what people say, God. We see with the eyes of the spirit, we're governed by a different set of rules. We're, we're governed by your authority, God. What you say, go. And we thank you for it right now, God, because you are the victorious ones. And because you've made us a little lower than the angels, we are victorious with you. Huh. Yeah, God, because we are your sons and your daughters. Yeah, shout out on soul. Yeah, we are your sons and your daughters. Hey, God, thank you for considering us as your friends, oh God. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. We don't deserve it. We, we're not clean enough to be in your presence. But we thank you, Lord God, that you keep us from falling and you present us faultless before you. Thank you for dying for us, God. We don't deserve that either. We don't. You are all wise and all loving and all knowing. You are omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. And we give you glory today. Yeah, God, we give you glory. Hey, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. We give you glory today. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, God. Hallelujah. You are the lifter of our bow down hands. Heal every broken heart today, God. You are the mender. Hey, you are the mender. Yeah, God, you are the mender. Hey, you are the mender. Hey, hey. you are the restorer of the breach, oh God. Hey, restore the years, ha, ha, restore the years, hey, that the locusts and the canker worm have eaten, yes, sir, oh, God, restore, redeem the time, God, ah, ha, ha, yes, God, everybody shall be healed in the name of Jesus, oh, you're the healer who makes all things new, Father, as you heal us, though, God, help us to do right by our bodies, oh, God, so that we don't circle around this mountain again. Hey, yeah, yeah. Help us to eat right and get enough rest and drink enough water and, and do what you called us to do. We keep asking you for healing, but we won't do the work to stay free and be healed. We won't do the work. We think God supposed to just do everything. No, we got to do something. <coughs> Stop being lazy. And stop procrastinating. You ain't got time. What you think you got? You only got what God gives you. You don't know what kind of time you got. If I were you, 
as the old folks used to say, you better come in here right, get something on your mind. Come from out of there. God is, God is calling you. It ain't Monique, it's God. God is calling us today. Get back in position. See, this is what we do, y'all. I shared this story in my podcast and I'm leaving. <laughs> my God, my God, what a powerful, powerful word that God wrecked us on Sunday. And listen, if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, it's easy. You just ask him to come into your heart. Repent and mean it. As I said in the prayer, in the word, repent, ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And if you don't know the person of the Holy Spirit, ask him to feel you. He is a person, not an it. Put some respect on his name. And then join yourself to a body of believers who show enough is believing in the word. Don't just join the church just because your mom and daddy and them pookie and them go there. I say it all the time. And take the time to be healed, be delivered, experience God. Get acclimated with him and then do what he has called you to do because he loves you and he has a blueprint for your life. Amen. I hope that the word blessed you richly. Thank you guys. Seriously. I love you. Follow me. I'm all over social media. You can Google Monique Duel and see me everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, 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 Wisdom app, Clubhouse. Yeah. Head on over to my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique Duel, D-U-E-L-L to find out all things Monique Duel. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for all of your prayers, your love and your support and for rocking with having a moment with Moni Radio Show here on the Hot Radio Network from Benin, Nigeria for our 80th episode. Father, we thank you. We love you. We give you glory and honor for the wonderful things you have wrought in our lives. Oh, God, be magnified, Lord God, as someone is going to hear this word and be changed and healed, delivered and set free. We thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. Everyone is seeking you for something, oh God. Be it unto them according to their faith. In Jesus' name, we love you, God. We honor you. We adore you. We appreciate you. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Feel free to send me a line. I do answer all of my inboxes and all those kinds of things. If you see me all over social media, YouTube, leave me a comment. I will respond to you. Until next time, everybody, peace. And I'm gone.